98FM. This is a Saturday Social with Rachel. Well, it is time for our weekly check-in slot with Dr. Alona Duffy, who's answering all of your questions and queries. Dr. Alona, welcome back to the show. Morning, Rachel. And happy Saturday. Um, We have some interesting emails in this week. And the first one is one that I think people will relate to, even if they haven't kind of outwardly spoken about it yet. Uh, So it's from a girl called Kate. And she says... Hi there. Uh, Some people might hate what I'm about to say, uh, but am I the only one not delighted about restrictions easing? I've always struggled with social anxiety and I have to say I was relieved when the lockdown came in. I get very anxious before meeting people for social occasions, even if it's friends or family, and I tend to drink and talk a lot to cope. I find the interactions exhausting and I'm now starting to get lots of invitations for things and I'm panicking. Uh, Can you please help? Well, that's interesting, Dr. Lona, because while the restrictions lifting is great news for many, I suppose it's not good news for people who might struggle socially. Well, I think it's not. I think it's been hard for everybody because when you think about it, for almost two years, the message that's been coming out is stay away from people, stay home, be aware, mm. be afraid. You might get COVID, you might get really sick. And, and that's been repeated and repeated. So for so long, we were watching what we were doing. We were wearing our masks. We were keeping our distance from people. We were worrying about where we'd go to. And now, quite suddenly, everything is kind of opened up again and we're allowed to go back to normal. And I think it is presenting challenges for many people. Number one, those people who've perhaps been working at home for the last yeah. almost two years. And those, again, who for various reasons, be it health reasons or just be it because they were actually heeding all the advice being given, were doing all of that, being really careful, watching themselves. Now it's the challenge of going back, going back to normal and going back to a kind of a life where you're meeting people again. And and for people like this caller who's saying, you know, I've always had that social anxiety, that feeling of nervousness going out into public, maybe having to talk to people, meet people, set up that conversation. All of those things are very difficult. And and it is surprising because... um, you know, I suppose everybody really thought opening up is going to be great, everybody get back. So what do you do? I think number one is that you still, you know, for those people who have, let's say, COVID concerns and maybe are high risk or living with people who are high risk and are still worried about perhaps infection, either in them or their loved ones, you know, keep to the keep to the guidelines as they are, which is the hand hygiene, wearing the masks in gatherings. I think with regard to getting back into normal life, I mean, the hope is that most employers are going to allow this in a gradual phased approach. And I think If you are anxious about this, it is worth talking to your employer. And if it's a large employing kind of group, such as a large business, the HSE or a factory or whatever, maybe talking to the HR department about this because just it is worth talking about it before it becomes a problem, before maybe you go back and you're not able to cope. I think also being aware that often we can control our anxiety symptoms to a certain extent. And we know that the biggest thing that when most people feel anxious, their heart starts to race. They feel a bit jittery. They maybe develop a bit of a tremor and they just feel that kind of whole shaky, anxious, nervous thing. Mm. And that happens because we get a surge of adrenaline. Now, it's called the fight or flight response. And that comes back to the basic instinct in our body that when we are in a situation of fear and we're going to need to escape, we need to be able to run faster. Our heart needs to be able to beat faster so that we can do that. And that's why the adrenaline surges. But we can do what's called biofeedback, meaning we can control some of those symptoms. We can slow the heart rate. We can ease that anxious, nervous feeling. And the easiest way is with yoga-type breathing. And it's very easy. So I think I might have talked about this before, but there's a website called patient.co.uk. 
And if you Google that, patient.co.uk relaxation exercise, it brings up a two-page sheet and there's two exercises. And the breathing one is the one I'm going to advise people to use. Okay. And really all it is is breathing in through the nose and out through pursed lips. So per, lips, you're not quite, not quite trying to whistle, but it's kind of creating it's a bit of resistance. And really us, your yeah. outward breath should be two to three times the inward breath. I think that's a great one. And I mean, I actually have started doing breath work myself online. And like, it's amazing what you can do to your body just by breathing. I mean, it sounds very yeah. simple, but it is a, a really effective way to kind of calm yourself. And, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying that so many people now will be a bit anxious heading out. I think everyone has had such a strange two years and um, but I suppose for people like I mean this girl Kate says that she was suffering with social anxiety before even COVID you know that she would get nervous even meeting friends or family is that you know is there a point where maybe you need to look at kind of underlying issues as to why you know you find social situations so difficult Yes, and I, I totally agree with that because people can have anxiety about specific things. It can be going into groups. It could be perhaps going into specific situations. And I think if it is affecting your life, so if it's stopping you doing things and, you know, affecting your day-to-day living, it's time to act on it. So there are many there are many things available online, and there's an excellent counselling service that helps with this, doing kind of cognitive behavioural type therapy. So we all, you know, everybody knows what happens if you, if you go to the doctor and we check your knee reflex. So we tap your knee and your leg kicks out. We all have emotional reflexes. So things that we reflexly do, either times of stress, we can retrain those and we can redo those. And that's a bit what this kind of talk therapy helps you do. It makes you react in a a better way, in a healthier way. So I suppose anyone who is feeling that they are having this, yes, your GP can refer you for therapy, but unfortunately our psychology services through the HSE, I mean, locally here, it's a three-year waiting list, so that's pointless. But there are many services available online, and Turn to Me is one that I would recommend to many patients, and it's T-U-R-N, the number two, and then me, M-E. And that may be something that people can link into and perhaps just Google others. A bit like you're doing yourself with the breathing techniques. There's so much that people can do themselves thanks to the computers. But the other simple things as well, not to forget our lifestyle plays a huge role. And caffeine will add to that anxiety feeling. Alcohol also. So while alcohol, some people say, well, I take a drink to relax. The problem is if you have a few drinks, the following day you're more likely to feel more anxious and actually (laughs) more down. There's some great tips for Kate and hopefully anyone listening who's feeling a little bit anxious, you know, might be heading out for the first time this weekend in a couple of years. Um, I hope it's given them some good advice. Um, Now, next one up is from Shane and he says, Hi doctor, since going back to work in January, I've noticed my eyes have started pulsating uh, slash are very painful by the end of the week. He says he uses uh, glasses for the screen and generally has no issues issues with his vision. Uh, but he says, my eyes feel quite painful to touch. I'm just wondering and trying to work out what to do. Is it the darker days or what could be causing this? Well, is, is this a screen issue, do you think? Well, it could be, but I suppose I'd be saying to him, I would advise you to go and see your optician to have your eye pressures checked and, and just making sure of that. So things like glaucoma, where you've increased pressure in the eyes, can cause that painful eyeball and again, can be easily checked with the optician. So all of us through, if you're an employee and uh, through your PPS are entitled to every two years having a full eye check done with your local optician or optometrist. So worth taking up on that because different things like that will be checked. So yes, we are seeing a rise in people presenting with different varying eye problems. A lot of it tends to be the dry eyes or the watering eyes. Now, interestingly, when your eyes are watering or tearing, people often think it's that they're producing too much tears, but really what's happening is it is more associated with dry eyes. 
Often it's that the tears tend to be recycled through the little duct, you know, that little hole. Oh, yeah. It's called a punctate to the inner part of your eye and the lower eyelid. And they should be recycled and coming back. But sometimes that can get a bit blocked and therefore the tears are falling out of the eye. But then what's happening is the eye itself is getting dry. So every time you blink, you're causing a layer of lubrication over your eye. So you're allowing it to remain moist and, and not dried out and that itchy, horrible, painful feeling. One of the issues with people working on computers for long periods of time is often they're focusing on the screen and they're not blinking. And it's one of the things for children. So watch your kids again okay. if they're watching the TV screen or the computer screen for long periods. They may not be blinking. So you have to kind of distract them and get them blinking. It's not that you've got to say blink, <laughs> blink, blink. But I think just be aware long periods of time without a break. Um, so even anybody working from home or working on the computer, it's worth you know looking away every few minutes from the computer and looking at something else because it will reflexly make you blink. But that whole staring constantly at it can cause problems. Anyone with kind of noticing visual disturbance, meaning that they notice that their eyesight isn't as good and that it's rapidly deteriorating, anybody having constant pain in their eye or pain that's recurring at particular times should see their optician. So for this caller, I definitely would be suggesting that. Okay, perfect. Well, listen, some fabulous advice as always. Uh, Dr. Alona Duffy, thank you so much for your time on the Saturday Social and we will check in again with you next week. Talk to you next week.